player, coach, pain in the ass. <gasps> He's done it all on the gridiron from South Bend to Arrowhead. From football on the radio, back to football, then more radio, then a little more football, and now radio again. It's Tim Grunhard on the program. Welcome back here on the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Sorrent Petro, courtesy boat with you. We're live at Hen House. Uh, come on down. It's here in Corinth, uh, 83rd and Mission, 4050 West 83rd Street. If you want to GPS it, you can come on by and take advantage of the uh, beautiful rose special. Get a dozen roses for $25, a dozen rainbow roses for just $30. They've got beautiful bouquets of other plants, uh, other flowers, I should say. Got potted plants if you want to give one of those. Balloons, stuffed animals, so many great things to make sure that your valentine feels special here on valentine's day uh come on down to hen house and uh, take advantage uh great 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 uh flowers here uh beautiful roses a dozen roses for 25 bucks a uh, wonderful meal for two uh you can have a romantic meal for two the uh delicatessen does it it's absolutely to die for. Uh, order a delicious dinner with an appetizer salad, two entrees, two sides, two desserts, and a French baguette and a single beautiful red rose, all for just forty nine ninety nine. Uh, go to henhouse.com to see all the details. We welcome in Tim Grunhard here to the uh, program, brought to you by our friends at the University of Kansas Health System. If you suffer an orthopedic injury, be seen by the same folks that care for the Chiefs. University of Kansas Health System offers orthopedic walk-in care at 435 and all. NOP weekdays 8 to 7, Saturdays 8 to 2. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash orthopedics. Timmy, my friend, how are you? I'm doing great. And, yeah, even though I don't drink anymore, I am drunk off of the success of the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, just so happy for the organization. It was great to uh, see Clark up on the trophy presentation stage and talk about his mom and his dad and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes with his family. Uh, wow. It's just it's just a special, special time to be a Kansas City Chief fan. And, hey, listen, you're going to have to defend your position from now on. Uh, it's going to get worse and worse. Uh, everybody's going to hate you, but that's okay. Four Super Bowls in the last five years, three Super Bowl wins, a special, special organization, a, uh, a generational organization, and, and most likely – uh, is going to be uh, a dynasty, uh, if not already a dynasty in the AFC NFL for many, many years. And one of the things that I was kind of jotting down some notes today, and how would you like to be Josh Allen, uh, Tua? I'll put Tua in this, right. this list. Uh, I have my list here now. Now I can't Josh find Allen, it. Tua, Joe Burrow, yeah. uh, C.J. Stroud. Yeah, all those guys. How would you like to be those guys knowing that you have to get through Patrick Mahomes uh, to get to the AFC Championship, to get to the Super Bowl, and then some of them to win the Super Bowl? And and you guys saw it, just like I did. Uh, we're we're going to talk. And, and you guys, I, I don't envy your job today, Saran. I, I, my mind is there's so many different things I want to talk about, and you're going to have to rein it in and and and, uh, and keep me on, 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 uh, on target here. But uh, the reality of the situation is that, you know, after that field goal was kicked in overtime, the 49ers knew they lost the game. They knew they lost the game. The body language of the guys on the sideline, I contend even the guys um, it, uh, on the field, they knew that Patrick Mahomes could go down there and score and win the game. And that's the kind of effect that this guy has on him, a Michael Jordan type of effect uh, on, on the game. You know, you look at Charles Barkley and Reggie Miller and, and, uh, and Ewing and all those guys who are great basketball players – 
that knew that they had to get through Michael Jordan in order to win a, a, a championship and never really was able to do yeah. that. Uh, that, that to me is, tells the story, uh, of, of Patrick Mahomes and this team. Listen, let, let's, let's call it the way it is, guys. You know as well as I do that, uh, this defense won the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs. This defense got the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and this defense kept this team in, uh, the hunt during the season. But Patrick Mahomes is a difference maker. Patrick Mahomes is a special football player. And um, we are watching generational talent in Patrick Mahomes. Imagine being someone even beyond the quarterbacks who are strong right now, but someone who's been in the AFC, a, a, a coach or a, a great player for 10 or ten years or so, 10 or 12 years, and watching the end of Tom Brady's run approach and thinking after year 16 or 17, oh, man, we're, we're just about to get rid of this gigantic monolith that has been Tom Brady and maybe we'll all have a chance to win. And in the minute Brady walks away, how y'all doing? Oh, great. Now we have to deal with this behemoth for the next decade. Yeah. Just when we thought it was about to be, the sun was about to shine, there comes this giant cloud wearing number 15. And, you know, and, and listen, uh, Brock Purdy didn't play bad. He didn't play great, but he didn't play bad. Uh, he really wasn't but, but, the reason. Can we, can we hold on that for just a second, Tim? Because I think that's sure. a great point. He, he didn't yeah. play bad, and he didn't play great because he was right. playing the Chiefs defense, right? Like, right. I think he went out. And, and played, you know, I've heard a lot of conversations about Brock Purdy and, and, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I, I got, I've been said so many different things that people are saying it's all great and I appreciate it from everybody. Uh, but I heard some, you know, people saying, well, the only team the San Francisco 49ers don't beat is the Kansas City Chiefs. And because Patrick Mahomes rallies them back. And, and I get that. And I think that's great. And I, and I think, and I want to heap tons of praise on Patrick Mahomes because he deserves it. But also, he doesn't do it without that defense. Like you said, yeah, Tim, he absolutely. doesn't do it. Brock Purdy did not do anything wrong. Brock Purdy had, while he was only sacked once, that's because he got rid of the ball. But he was affected time and time again. There were a number of throws, some even completed, where he was being hit as he was letting go of the ball. And he yeah. was still able to get it out to receive. receiver. Crazy haymakers. You're like, how did he get that yeah. off? I mean, this is what a Super Bowl is supposed to be. Two heavyweight champs throwing bombs and you're not going to come out of it untouched no you're not going to smoke somebody 73 to nothing in the modern nfl if you get two really good teams you're going to have to be able to take a punch the chiefs did they got down 10 nothing the niners did they got down what was it uh 13 10 or mm -hmm. is that where it was you know they took a punch they, they you know they they gave up 13 unanswered this is what a heavyweight fight looks like and, and i'm with you i i Came away having more respect for Brock Purdy after this game than I had going in. I already respected him, but I have more respect because he had Steve Spagnolo putting linebackers and safeties and, and, and defensive linemen in his face all day. And he stood in there and fought the fight. He took the lead three freaking times. Right. Yeah. Like, right. I, I mean, there's a little bit in Josh Allen. I, Once I know it's under two minutes. I, Timmy, your, your point, the longer I sit and think about it, the better your point gets about the, you know, Reggie Millers and the, the Dominique Wilkin, you know, whoever it was that, that kept coming up short, Carl Malone's and all those guys. I mean, you're Brock Purdy. You're like, I, you know, I put this guy down 10 points and then I took the lead back three times and that still wasn't enough. Like, he did enough. He just ran into. The greatest of today. Yeah, and to close the book on Brock Purdy, listen, the guy had a 70 uh, quarterback rating in the game 
which is like, well, that's not great. But if you look at the teams that the Kansas City Chiefs played, uh, the quarterbacks that Kansas City Chiefs played in the playoffs, they were all in the 40s. Uh, Lamar, Tua, uh, 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 Josh Allen. And, and, and the other thing, if you look at just the, the way that the Chiefs got there, to your point with the defense, and you're exactly right. And I think, you know, too many times we always uh, – listen, Patrick Mahomes is the face of this team. Patrick Mahomes is the face of the NFL. Uh, so you're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes as he's riding on a Disney float uh, in Disneyland yesterday. I mean, he is the face of the NFL. And and if you're tired of seeing that face, I'm sorry, because yeah. they're going to be all over commercials again. But the reality of the situation Look, is Look, Bobby, that, it's Mickey Mouse. No, that's just Patrick Mahomes, honey. It's just <laughs> no, it's, here a lot. It's, <laughs> it's his, you know, he's, he sleeps in the castle every February. Uh, yes, no, Mickey has the big ears. Patrick has the big hair. But if, if you look at this team and how they got to the, the, the Super Bowl, and, hey, uh, I loved what Patrick said uh, about this, this game being a microcosm of the season because he's exactly right. Uh, lack of discipline at times, uh, mistakes at times, um, you know, turnovers, drops, all those things that happened during the season happened in that game. But the grit and determination of this team and with the leadership of Patrick Mahomes, they're able to kind of stay the course. Um, and, and that's unbelievably special. If you look at just the offenses the Chiefs face to get to the Super Bowl, uh, one at home, obviously, with the, uh, the Dolphins, which I think they were two. Uh, and then uh, Buffalo was three. Uh, I believe um, Baltimore was four. Maybe you can you can flip those two around. But uh, and and the 49ers, I believe, were six. So they beat two, three, four, and six. They were averaging almost 29 points a game in the playoffs. Uh, and or excuse me, during the season, which is even crazier, 29 points during the season, and the Chiefs held them those teams to just under 16 points. I mean, it shaved 12 points off with uh, uh, with Spax's defense against the four best offenses, basically, uh, in in the NFL. So, yeah, the defense has just stood up. Uh, you know, I thought Chris Jones. You know, once again, Chris Jones is one of those guys uh, that you know when it's when it's go time and it's show time, the guy shows up. Yeah, I, I saw some of your tweets, uh, and I agreed with them during the game. I love, by the way, I, I told you before, I, I love reading your tweets or X's or whatever the hell they're called now. Uh, uh, and the one that you said, Pat, where's Chris Jones? He's got to show up. And, and you were right. And he, and, and he does. I mean, in the, in the, in the overtime, I mean, how crazy is it? He had, I believe, four tackles and two quarterback, uh, pressures. I mean, that's unbelievable. Uh, and that last pressure that he had where there was a misassignment by somebody because he's like, man, I thought it was a screen. Nobody touched me. And he was in the face of Purdy. And, and listen, I think it was Jennings. Jennings was going to be pretty much wide open. But I, I don't like that either because, listen, that's part of the game. That's part of the play. You know, if you're not blocking somebody, you can, any, anybody in the whole world can run, run wide open. But you got to have time to throw the ball, and you got to be able to throw it off your front foot. You can't be throwing it as you're falling backwards up into the air. So – uh, Chris Jones just playing out of his gourd in, in the overtime, uh, which is just another sign of what this team is all about. And that a lot of the ancillary stats show that even though he he didn't make that many plays, that he was winning mm-hmm. pass rush uh, snaps at an amazing rate. And a, a play like that, I mean, yeah, someone just forgot to block Chris Jones. A part of that is Steve Spagnuolo's scheme makes you account for things you didn't think you had to account for, and sudden, somehow a guy slips through. And when you run a scheme like that, you might miss the best player on the defense, and he disrupts a play. I think the two biggest plays on the Chiefs defense were that one and then the one that 
the point of the game where I thought it was the most bleak for the Chiefs was third and four, late in regulation, just inside the two-minute warning. Uh, they complete the ball. They can drain the clock and kick the game-winning field goal like the Chiefs did a year ago. And they decide to send Trent McDuffie on a corner blitz from the slot. Ayuk, the guy he was head up on, was wide open. But Spags rolled the dice, sent the best, one of the best rushing defensive backs in the league straight at the quarterback, and it disrupted his flow, and he threw a ball into the ground. Uh, that's that, that's amazing, and that's that's all Steve Spagnolo and the, the, the trust he has in an amazing uh, group of players. So uh, it's as much as it was Mahomes, the two biggest plays of the game to me uh, up to that point, before that last drive, were turning about the defense. Yeah, and if you look at uh, the defense also, and I, and I think, you know, I agree with those on those two points, but also, you know, coming out of half, right, that long halftime where Usher was taking off his clothes and dancing around and doing all this stuff. On, on, Tim's a on fan the of the halftime, huh? Sarcasm <laughs> yeah. there. Not a big fan of halftimes. I uh, really, uh, uh, you know, I mean, gosh, I, I could imagine sitting in that locker room, you know, for everybody out there, the NFL halftime is basically you go in, you get a drink, you go to the bathroom, you talk to your coach, and you go back on the field. I mean, uh, during the Super Bowl, it changes to a, just a marathon of time uh, sitting around. And, and, and you know, the, sometimes the coaches can make some good adjustments, and, I, and, and sometimes they won't. Uh, but if you look at uh, the Chiefs coming out, uh, the first series, uh, they have the ball. Uh, they throw an interception. And I'm like, oh, no, here we go, an interception. They're going to go down and score. They're going to pull away, and the second half is going to be ugly. And what does the defense do? It comes in there and stops him, gets him off the field, and gets Patrick Mahomes an opportunity to go down and score. I mean, therein lies just, I mean, how this team worked together, both offensively and defensively, and you got to give special teams a lot of credit for that field goal block. By the way, for all you idiots out there on Twitter, it, they didn't miss the extra point. It was blocked. Yeah. All right? So it's like, well, they're lucky. They, the guy, who, who misses extra points? It wasn't missed. It was blocked. I don't care if the guy kicked it low. I don't care if it was a mistake. It was blocked. And that was huge. And, and you know, just watching some of the people just watching the regular news, even down here, they're like, what? We didn't realize the, what a difference between four points and three points are in the NFL. And it is. It's a huge difference between four and three, which is schematically and plan for the game and what you can and can't do and what you can and can't call. Uh, uh, special team stepped up too. So the whole team effort, was it pretty? No. But to your point, Seren, right from the beginning, two really good football teams battling out and, and, and it was a heavyweight fight. And the lesson to be learned from everybody out there is when you have the champ on the ropes, you better knock his ass out. You can't let him get back to the corner and, uh, take a deep breath and come back out guns a blazing. Guess what the Kansas City Chiefs did? You cannot let a team that has championship pedigree continue to play in the game. You have to knock them out, and the 49ers didn't. Tim Grenard is with us. He's brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. If you suffer an orthopedic injury in everyday life or playing sports, the University of Kansas Health System offers orthopedic walk-in care right there, 435 and all weekdays, 8 to 7. Uh, Saturdays, it's 8 to 2. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash orthopedics. Uh, we will take a break. Uh, come back. Uh, I am live uh, at Hen House. I'll let Hen House take care of your Valentine's Day uh, dinner. How about a delicious, wonderful, romantic dinner for two? 
Uh, comes with an appetizer, a salad, two entrees, two sides, two desserts, a French baguette, and a single red rose for forty nine ninety nine. Go to henhouse.com to order. Choose between prime rib, herbs de province, turkey breast, uh, mustard-encrusted salmon, and don't forget the floral shop. Has you covered. You need to make an impression on Valentine's Day, guys. A dozen red roses for 25 bucks. a dozen rainbow roses for $30. We'll do exactly that. They also got beautiful bouquets of other flowers. They got balloons. They got stuffed animals. Uh, they're the best. Let your Hen House Floral Department take care of you the way they take care of me time and time again. Find out more at henhouse.com. We're uh, here at the Hen House in Corinth. More with Tim Grunhard next in the program. All right, the Joe's Kansas City Barbecue burnt end of the hour answer. How many blocked extra points have there been in Super Bowl history? Wow. Uh, Tim was just lamenting, just chastising the mm-hmm. Twitter sphere about uh, complaining about a, a missed extra point. It was a blocked extra point, Tim. Yep. Blocked. Uh, uh, let's say Let's say three. It is three. Of course, Jake Moody of the 49ers this year. Mark Mosley by Don Hasselbeck in Super Bowl 18. Jim O'Brien by Mark Washington back in Super Bowl 5. O'Brien would go on to kick the game-winning field goal in that game, though. Yeah, three times total. So, the first uh, time in 40 years there has been an extra point blocked. Uh, well, and it, was a, it was a big one. It was important. And I'm with you, Tim. Uh, it, was, it was the execution uh, by the Kansas City Chiefs. How about special teams coming through, Tim? Uh, they get a recovered uh, muffed punt. Uh, Tommy Townsend booming for what was it? Uh, was it fifty yards? A, a punt uh, for him? What was his? What, what did his number end up being? I know he had a sixty-one yarder. I, I mean, uh, he, I think he averaged fifty. I'm trying to find the punt numbers. Um, returns punting. Uh, Tommy Townsend fifty point eight yards net, net, and corralled an errant snap. Uh, on, and, on the fifty-seven yarder, and, and what were we talking about a lot of last year? Yes, was was his you know problems with the holds, and he goes up and gets one that ends up being a record setting, gets it down and gets it placed for a record setting Super Bowl uh, longest field goal in Super Bowl history. I mean, it was operation was flawless this season. Yeah, the kick and punt return stuff wasn't there. The the flashy part of the special teams. But the rest of it was rock solid. I mean, well, they, they had one guy with a red ass on the 49ers that blew up the Kansas City Chiefs offense, uh, special teams, and that was Chris Conley. I mean, listen, you got to give him a lot of credit. That kid played hard, and he played really, really well uh, in special teams. And he made a couple of nice catches. But you know what? He, he was trying to prove to the Kansas City Chiefs they made a mistake by releasing him and getting rid of him. And, uh, you know, he played pretty well. He but did. you're right. And, I, and I'm happy for him. He's a good, he's a good kid. And, yeah, uh, by the way, there are a number of teams that have, you know, walked away from him. So it's not yeah, just on the Chiefs. Uh, but, yes. Yeah. Good. No, I mean, I'm not blaming the Chiefs for letting him go. But, you know, I mean, he played hard and, and made a lot of plays and played with a lot of hey, – and if you look at this 49er team, in the first half, uh, the body language was completely different. The, the, and, you know, I'm getting back to this body language thing, but I always think that's so important. It's a, it's a, it certainly is an indicator of what's going on on the field. The 49ers were flying around in that first quarter, in the second quarter. I mean, they look like they were guns ablaze in there. That's so much so one of the guys blew his Achilles. I know. Just getting on the field. Lay off the ephedrine, buddy. Lay off the ephedrine. So, um, you know. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Strong. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So. Uh, you know, so they go in, they go in and, 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 uh, you know, from people that I've talked to that are at the game, uh, you know, the Chiefs offense when they were walking the field, they're kind of downtrodden. They looked a little bit kind of shell shocked. 
uh, they, the body language was poor. And, uh, you know, the defense is flying around. I'm talking about the 49er defense is flying around. And the Kansas State Chiefs defense is flying around, too. So both defenses obviously came out playing, uh, you know, hard and, and, and uh, you know, flying around. But one of the things we talked about last week that I think was correct on, on, uh, on one of my breakdowns was that, you know, there's a difference between a four-man rush and pass rushing and pressure and blitzing. The 49ers are pretty good with those big tackles and, and banks at guard and uh, of, of, of blocking one-on-one uh, in pass protection. They got long arms. They're big bodies. Uh, they got great length. Uh, and if you're just going to square up against those guys, whether it's the run or the pass, they're going to be pretty successful in what they're trying to do. But one of the things that the Chiefs did uh, when they had success is they moved. They, they, they stunted. They twisted. They blitzed. Uh, they, they brought guys off the edge. And they made those big guys be athletic. And you saw that a bunch in the run game. Because when you just locked up against Trent Williams, and listen, Trent Williams did not play very well. He didn't play very well because he wasn't ready. He didn't play very well because he does, he was nervous. He didn't play very well because – you know, he just not a good football player. Spags out-schemed him. He saw his flaws. He saw his weaknesses. And they called up some movement. And he just, he, he's a, listen, I think he's a hell of a tackle. But he's a little bit like uh, our, our guy Brown from last year or the year before. I think he's better than him. But if guys move, he's so top-heavy. And he's such a big-bodied guy with such length. And he, he uses his length so much to get on to people that if you move, you miss. And uh, and then all of a sudden, what happens? You start to lose a little bit of confidence. And when you lose a little bit of confidence, you do what? You hesitate. And if you looked at the offensive line for the 49ers, as that game went on, the more pressure, the more blitz, and the more movement that the Kansas City Chiefs did, the more success they had. And the more success they had, the more that offensive line started to doubt their schemes and doubt their, their, their abilities. And, and we saw what happened. I mean, McCaffrey in the first – Half, um, you know, everybody's like, well, McCaffrey didn't get the ball very much. He had 30 touches, guys. He had 30 touches. Now, would I have run him more? Maybe. But he still had 30 touches. He had 80 yards rushing. But a lot of that is a Kansas City Chiefs, especially in the second half. They were in the backfield. They were pushing that off- offensive line back and and re, re, uh, redeveloping the line of scrimmage about a yard or two back. So it's hard to run in those situations. So the movement and the slants and the stunts that Spags dialed up against this this, this offensive line was just uh, magical uh, with some of the stuff that he did. I, I can't I, I can't give more credit to Spags for yeah. what he's done this year. And then lastly, real quick, you can't do any of that stuff, Strand, if you don't have corners. Right. And McDuffie and Snead, by the way, you got to find a way to keep Snead on this football team. I've been watching all kinds of prognosticators and stuff on ESPN saying that he's going to be gone. He no is, way. He is going get to rid of, Get rid of Chris Jones. Hey, they're both going to be gone, Tim. I mean, oh, that, that's, that's the way of the world. I mean, that's. I know. But if you can find a way to keep one of them, keep Snead. The, the, I want to go back to your point about McCaffrey because I think it's a good one. The idea that, like, they, you know, just how many times do you want to run? What, what does he weigh? Well, what do they list him at? Because he is not he a big be man. 185 or something. Right? I, I thought I saw he's like at listed 200, 200 or 205, something like that would be my guess. Right. They're going to list mm-hmm. him at, and I would say 205 would be generous. 
Um, listen, you mm-hmm. can't pound this kid 40 times. And I also want to point out, he averaged 3.6 yards a carry. And one of the things, not 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 5.6, not 6.6, they weren't blowing up the Chiefs. And one of the things we always like to do is take out your longest run, because they always, it's something that's in, you know, any kind of decent NFL box score, is what the longest run was for him. His longest run was just 11 yards. But if you mm-hmm. take it out. 210 it, pounds. 210 pounds. I think that's generous. Um, if you take that out, he averaged 3.28, 3.3 yards a carry besides that 11-yard run. And, again, the longest was 11. So the idea that, like, they were just destroying the Chiefs with the run, this was not the Lions' second half against the Niners, okay, where they had just been gashing the Niners all first half and they got away from it. He he was effective, but not fantastic, not great. In fact, his his bigger damage was done in the passing game where he had eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. So settle down about this idea that they, they just handed off three more times or 12 more times that they were going to win this game. That is bunk. I'm sorry. He was not that effective running the ball. So at, I'm with you on the Spagnuolo thing. They did a great job all around across the board against a great offense. A very good quarterback, not not just a pretty good Mr. Irrelevant, a very good quarterback. He threw 30 touchdowns. He averaged 9.9 yards per attempt. In this game, what did Purdy average? 255 on 38 attempts. Uh, two, uh, 38. He averaged 6.7 yards per attempt. Actually, I think it was 9.6. It was 9.9, the advanced metric, yeah. AYA, whatever the hell that is. Uh, it, it, it Adjusted was, yards per attempt, I Yeah, think. it was 9.9. He averaged 9.6 in the regular season. They gave up just 3.7. I mean, they knocked off, you know, 33% of his distance in this game. And and think about it. You mentioned the corners, the top two, their starting wideouts, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, two stars, 17 targets. Six catches for 82 yards and yeah. no touchdowns. Yeah. Thoroughly stifled their, their passing attack. I, 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 I thoroughly object to the idea that, you know, like, the, the, now we're going to rewrite history that the Niners weren't good. I, I'll, I'll stay in it right yeah. now. Brock Purdy is going to be a stud. He's going to be really good. And I don't know if they'll flip him for somebody lesser, but – I think he's better than Joe Flacco, who won a championship. I I, I don't know. If I'm I'm not ready to put him into the Burrow Allen category, but I think he's better than Lamar Jackson. But I'll say that. I mean, Lamar Jackson's a threat. If you want to you want to grind through 17 regular season games, yeah, maybe I take Lamar Jackson because the threat of the run makes you a little more diverse. And when you got to change week to week to week with all the different teams, but like if you want to go win a, a playoff game, I'll take Brock Purdy over Lamar Jackson. I'll take Brock Purdy over Tua. I'll take Brock Purdy over a lot of people. History will one day look back and say, Patrick Mahomes beat a hell of a quarterback here. Not some rummy. This isn't Jake DeLome. Let's be clear. Yes, this isn't right. Tom Brady eking a three-point win out against Jake DeLome when John Fox can't count and goes for two, three times and misses it and then loses by three points. History is going to say Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs beat Kyle Shanahan, a guy who I think will win a Super Bowl at some point, and a quarterback that is going to do a lot in this league. And, and when we're talking about uh, McCaffrey and, and uh, what do you have? You said he had 3.6 yards of carry or something, or 3.2 yeah. yards of carry. Um, let, let's Listen, this is the Offensive Player of the Year. And deserved yes. it. He he was number one in the league uh, uh, rushing yards before contact. 
So, I mean, the guy got outside with the explosion. He's fast, physical. And then he was number two in the league of yards after contact. Uh, so it, the one thing that, that Staggs talked about a bunch, and, and I know you guys remember this, but it, when he first came here to Kansas City, and he talks about it every camp, and I know this for a fact, one of his first things he puts on the board is tackling. We have got to tackle. So the Chiefs tackled uh, because if they wouldn't have, I mean, listen, you're talking about a guy who led the league in rushing, was number one with yards before contact and number two with yards after contact and didn't seem to be, I mean, listen, he's always got that lean. He's got that, that long body and, and he's going to fall forward for some yards. But the reality of the situation is the Chiefs tackled this year and they tackled in that game. They tackled against McCaffrey in the run game. They covered and they tackled when they, when, when, uh, the 49ers caught the ball. Uh, all those little things on the defensive side, and when they dialed it up, guys are I – mean, think about how much man defense the Kansas City Chiefs played this year, which puts so much duress and stress on the defensive backs and the guys on the back end. And uh, they're able to cover. And one of the things that – you know, I'm not a big Tony Romo fan. I really am not. I mean, it is what it is. But the one Get thing you always talk – it's one of the things that, that, that he always talks about is the stickiness of the secondary of the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they are. There's just not a lot of separation uh, from those guys back there. And and that's one of those things where I contend. I mean, listen, if you've got to find a way to keep Snead around, and I agree, man, it's going to be really hard to keep this team together. That's what happens. You're exactly right. I mean, that's why it's so hard to repeat in the, in the NFL. By the way, that's why it's so hard to repeat in the NFL. Uh, and uh, the Chiefs have been able to do that. And people are talking about three. Uh, is, is is that realistic? Yeah, it is realistic. But it's going to be hard because just what you said, there's going to be about five or six key players from this team that are going to be gone. And that's what we'll be talking about all offseason is, you know, what are they going to do with Chris Jones? What are they going to do with Snead? What are they going to do with, uh, you know, are they going to re-sign Bolton? And what, what are they going to do with Gay? You know, those kind of things. So uh, a lot of a lot of big decisions being had made from Kansas State Chiefs, but that's for later on in the, in the offseason. But if you just look at the way this team played, they played hard, they played physical, and they tackled on the defensive side. On the offensive side, they stayed the course. They, 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 and, and Art Shell, who was, he wasn't the greatest offensive line coach in the world, but a great guy and a really a, a great football mind as far as, you know, just understanding the game. He used to say to us all the time, you know, when you go into hostile environments, and let's say what, I mean, Super Bowl is not a hostile environment, but, but just stay with me here. When you go into a hostile environment, you, um, you got to ride that wave of emotion. You got to ride that wave of, 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 uh, of, of just energy that uh, the team is going to bring to you. And if you can ride that wave and not get swallowed up by it, then you got an opportunity to bounce out and get out of there and do your thing. And the Chiefs did that. They rode, they rode the wave of energy by the 49ers coming out of that. Because believe me, the 49ers were more fired up than the Chiefs were coming out of that locker room. What, what, does that make a difference? No. But the, it's a reality. They just had a lot more energy coming out of the locker room than the Chiefs did. And the Chiefs were able to ride that wave of energy and emotion. And they, they were able to win the football game. Uh, we're talking to Tim Grunhard here in the uh, program. We will talk about the uh, quest for three, the three-peat, uh, what's out there. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, Travis Kelsey bumping Andy Reid, get Tim's thoughts uh, on that one. That is a much, much bigger story nationally 
uh, than it seems to be around here. It's a big deal nationally. We'll talk about that with Tim Grunhard, broadcasting live today at Hen House. Listen, the Florida Department has you covered. Dozen red roses for just 25 bucks. That's right. You can get them uh, for Valentine's Day. How about rainbow roses? Get a dozen rainbow roses for $30. Also, uh, beautiful bouquets of other flowers, plants, uh, wonderful balloons, stuffed animals, everything you need to have a great presentation on Valentine's Day. Let your Valentine know you care. Hen House has got you covered right here at the Floral Department. Uh, one more segment with Tim Grunhardt next here in the program. The program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB, broadcasting live here at Hen House in Corinth, 83rd and Mission. Uh, my uh, high school days, Hen House, where we would uh, duck over when we would jet out for a quick lunch. We'd come in here to this Hen House uh, as we uh, are at one of the many Hen Houses that uh, I have called home, more than 100 years. Hen House has been serving my family, uh, not for a whole 100 years, They've been serving Kansas City yes. for 100 years, but they've been serving me my entire life for Prairie Village, Timmy's home hen house right here to Corinth. Yes, it is. Uh, 119th and Row we were at yesterday, 135th and Metcalf, my hen house, uh, with the uh, pharmacy where we go to get all our prescriptions filled. Uh, take advantage of beautiful roses here on Valentine's Day. The floral department always has you covered, whether it's a birthday. Uh, how about some balloons? i got beautiful Valentine's Day balloons as well. Get a dozen red roses for just $25, a dozen rainbow roses. For thirty bucks, uh, other plants, other uh, flowers, other beautiful bouquets. If your Valentine's not a rose fan and uh, they they love some other kind of flower, get it right here. Henhouse has you covered. Go to henhouse.com for more details. Uh, Tim, before we get to the three P talk, I want to ask your thoughts about Travis Kelsey getting fired up and bumping Andy Reid. And you know, I'm not going to say he almost knocked him off his feet. I think that would be somewhat of an exaggeration, but. Andy Reid has had a number of surgeries, and he's 65, 66 now. Um, He'll be 66 on March 19th. Listen, I wouldn't make it a public thing, but I'm not so sure that if I'm Brett Beach, I I don't think you leave it to Andy Reid because I don't think Andy Reid would do it. But whether you're Brett Beach or Clark Hunt, I'm not so sure that you don't go, Travis, listen, this is not that much money, but I'm going to find you 50 grand so you're aware of this. Don't ever do that again. Don't ever do that again. I, I think this is a thing, right? I, we didn't want to spend all day on it yesterday because the story was winning a championship and everything that's going on. But now we can talk about the totality of it. That crap has to stop. It is a thing, and it's a bad look. And uh, Travis Kelsey is catching a lot of flack for it, and he deserves it. Uh, but I don't think it was malicious. I, I think what happened was, you know, he's emotional. He watched, I think it was Gray, missed the block, and Pacheco got hit and fumbled, and he wanted to be in, and he rushed over after the play. And, hey, listen, these guys are, are very intense, a lot of emotions, uh, a lot of adrenaline rush, rushing. He goes over there to, to tell uh, Andy Reid that, that, you know, hey, listen, keep me in in these situations. By the way, he should be in in those situations. We've talked about it all year, but he wasn't. So, uh, Andy Reid, I think, was surprised by it. Uh, and I think that, to be really honest with you, uh, Travis was surprised. <laughs> that all, I mean, they, it was w- one of those perfect storms where he turned right into him and he hit him, and, and it was a bad, bad look. And uh, he should be fined. Uh, but I, but, but I, I'm going to tell you guys something that may not be very uh, popular for some of the 
revisionist history people here in Kansas City, Derek Thomas and and and, uh, and Marty Schottenheimer would bump into each other and do this stuff all the time. I mean, you guys are the famous clip of of of, of Derek sitting on his helmet and Marty going over there and like with and, and, and he wouldn't even look at him. He's like, you know, he's like pound sand, Marty. I, I don't look, you know, and. So that relationship, so sometimes when you have a really close relationship with your head coach, now listen, I am not making any excuses because the last thing I want to see is high school kids or college kids doing this because that's what they see and they think it's okay if you don't address it, and that's why the Chiefs need to address it. Uh, you know, last thing you know, you need is a, a kid from Bishop Miege going over and, and knocking out John Holmes. I mean, that, that wouldn't be a pretty thing. So – the reality is that Derek Thomas, uh, back with with his emotions, and then I listen. There was a couple times when when I got nose to nose with Art Shell and and Howard Mudd. Uh, that kind of stuff happens, but when it happens on the biggest stage in front of everybody, and uh, and you know you're you are the uh, you know the the guy that everybody's talking about with Travis Kelsey and the, the Taylor Swift, and they're just waiting. They're waiting. They were waiting for something to give him crap about, and they certainly got it. And he served it to him on a silver platter. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Find him. But I will tell you this, uh, Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey are still on each other's Christmas list. Oh, of course they are. But I I think you do need to set the precedent that that's not going to be tolerated. I I don't think you need other players coming over and doing And I think it's different when you're talking about a 66-year-old guy that's had multiple leg surgeries. I mean, I you know, he, he's not – you watch him. He doesn't jog across no. the field, okay? And There's some effort to get each yes. leg in front of the other one on every yes. step. And, and, and so it's not even that – I'm not trying to say that he was oh, – he almost injured him. I mean, save me, spare me all your crap and want pissing and moaning about it. Like, oh, it's football. It's intense. It's not. It, it is not on the sideline. Andy Reid was not going to cut his legs, okay? He's standing there, not even looking – and you got to get your head out of your ass if you're Travis Kelsey. I, and, and that's it. I, I, like I said, it's not a mission. I don't want Travis Kelsey cut. But the Chiefs better make some kind of statement to him that this won't well, be tolerated. And if they would have done that in the Raider game, uh, maybe he wouldn't have done it. You know, in the Raider game, he comes off and he slams his helmet. And remember, Andy came over and, and he, uh, there was a little bit of shoving going on there. Well, so, and I'm, and I'm you know, with you. I'm with you on the look. One of the things that concerned me through the game, you know, I heard Mark Richter on the Border Patrol this morning saying, you know, I never really felt that bad. I had people text me. I'm like, hey, there's a lot of football left. And I was like, you know, that's a really mature perspective on it because that's not how I felt because I'm with you. I looked at Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, and they didn't look like they've looked in the past where it's like, hey, yeah. easy, baby, I got this, right? That That's not what it looked like. They looked panicked. And and so that's where I come back to, you know, get control of yourself, right? Like, I, I, you, emotion's great, but it has to be controlled emotion. Just running out there, you know, we saw the meltdown against the Broncos. Those of us that are old enough, and Tim, you played in it. When, you know, just having emotion for emotion's sake is crap. It has to be channeled in the right direction. And coming at your Hall of Fame coach is not channeling the emotion in the right way. And you know what? You've been standing on the sideline for – after every catch all season, why? Why now? It's like you're going to get in the coach's ass because you know you're on the. You've been doing it all year. Like, like it's just, yeah. it's just like it, it's. I mean, it. it this will be the last thing I say because it, it's not that big a deal. But it, it, it felt a little like, look at me, 
Like it, it didn't, you know, one of those, look at me, see, I'm mad, I'm frustrated, I'm going to I'm gonna throw a fit here. And I hate that, right? I hate when people say baseball, you got to go break a toilet. Oh, shut up. You know, like like things go against you, and you have to remain composed and focused on what it is you're doing. And, and, and he lost it there, and somebody needs to wake him up. That's 10 years ago, Travis Kelsey, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and listen, I – this was a tough year for Travis. Let's just call it the way it is. I mean, injuries. Was it really? Uh, a lot. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen. No, I mean, he won a Super Bowl, and and but he didn't play as well. David, he won the a Super famous, Bowl, and David, yeah, yeah. No, on Earth and flew on private jets to Buenos Aires and partied at the World Series. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It I, didn't look too tough to I, me, I, Tim. I, yeah, but think, think about. Think, I mean. Think about all the attention. And listen, was the attention warranted? Yeah. Was the attention brought on because of, of you know, stuff he was doing? Yeah. I mean, uh, but it, it just if a lot of, I don't know. I, I, I find it very, very hard to hate on Travis Kelsey. Oh, me too. I love uh, him. He's great. I, I do. Um, and, and like well, we started the whole conversation out with, I, listen, it's a bad look. It was a mistake. You should be fine. Um, you know, if I was him at the parade, I'd apologize to everybody and I'd call him up and they'd give a big hug and say, Hey, you know, Andy, come up here. I apologize for doing that and give him a big hug. And, and I, he probably doesn't have to do it, but it'd be a, it'd be a good look. Uh, but, um, I, uh, I, I just fine. think that, I mean, you know, I, <laughs> What what a strange, long, strange trip it's been for Travis Kelsey this year. That's all I got to say. What yeah, a no, long, I, strange trip. Yes. Uh, you know, exhausting? Sure. Yes, I'll go there. <laughs> tough? Right. No. I won't, I won't go to tough. <laughs> exhausting, long, straight trip, journey, yeah. miles. Yeah. Yes, all that. Yeah, you're 100% he's, right on he's that. not digging ditches, I'll tell you that. Timmy, you're the best. We will talk about uh, the three-peat in the weeks to come, what it will take. We'll talk more about that personnel uh, decisions, the personnel decisions that they've got to make. Uh, always great talking to you. Congrats. You know, you've got a little bit in that, a lot more than us that are just fans, having been out there and worn that uniform. So I know it's a, a great uh, a great accomplishment for that organization, one that uh, you'll for, forever be a part of. So uh, congratulations uh, and, and, and watching another Super Bowl, Tim. And uh, can't wait to talk to you next week, buddy. Yeah, real quick, before you guys let me go, I'm just going to let you know that when we talk draft, I am pushing Joe Alt. The Chiefs move up to number six oh, to I'm get Joe Alt. I'm down with I know. that. That's, I'm just going to push it. I'm just telling you. That's what I want. I'm, so. I'm down with that. That's a good <laughs> idea. I'm all for it. All right. I'm all for it. All right. Timmy, you're the best, buddy. We'll, we'll talk, talk next week. Bye-bye. All right, how many teams have trailed four separate times and still won the Super Bowl? Brought to you by Good Sense.